0: The trades, are, they look like they're finally starting to fall into place. There's there's not long left, so you'd hope so. It's uh, another week of the eight, another week of no trades. <laughs> Morgan Harding, how are you?
1: Swell, how are Swell you?
0: Swell on this overcast and dreary morning.
1: Yeah, what is up with that? Awful, it's, October. it's meant to be spring.
0: We've got uh, a brand new guest in the studio. We've got Jarrah Garner, how are you?
2: Good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Oh,
0: it's a pleasure to have you. We'll, we'll kick right into it. It's a big day, hopefully, of trades. I don't want to get caught sleeping. <laughs> the, the news overnight, it was broken last night by, by Mark Robertson and the Herald Sun, is that Essendon are believed to be uh, preparing a huge offer for Jagger and Mira to try and uh, pip the Hawks to the line. Bombers are apparently prepared to offer their 2017 first-round selection and two second-round picks from this year. But, reportedly, Jaeger doesn't want to go anywhere but Hawthorne, because we, we all know that Gold Coast seem to be prepared to let him go to the pre-season draft, which would put Essendon in the prime seat. What do we think of this one? This has come <laughs> a little bit from nowhere, hasn't I it? I love
1: it. So juicy. It's
0: ballsy. It's
1: what Trade we about, though. Exactly this. I, ho- I honestly hope that Essendon get it. Yeah, it's incredible
2: to see a team really go at Hawthorne, and a team like Essendon who's had the couple of years they've had just to go all out and try to get one of the like most successful teams in recent trade history and get t- take a player off them.
0: Hawthorne sort of just had the run of the field for the last five years, I'd suggest. they Whatever they want, they get done. Yeah, There's been little to no progress done on the Jaeger deal with the Suns. So I'm I'm not shocked that someone's tried to come in and and do it but like I said Jesus ballsy. Oh yeah, of course. Can do we see
1: you
0: know will Jaeger potentially change his mind?
1: Uh yeah, I well, I feel like it's either this or he goes does whatever Gold Coast want him to do. Okay. I don't think Hawthorne cuz you look at everything they've been saying and doing like um the coach Alistair going to the Gold Coast to suss that out. But the, apparently they haven't even put a deal on the table.
0: Yeah, I've heard that there's been no official offer to the Suns from the Hawks. Yeah.
1: What are they doing?
0: And what I found interesting was the news came out the other day, of course, the um, the Hawks did that that swap of picks with the Saints. But the news was that if they had put that to the Suns, the Suns most likely would have taken that for Jaeger.
2: Yeah, and that was something that it it's almost an identical deal to what Essendon are going to be offering. Yeah. So. So uh,
0: I love it though. Apparently that's put the Suns off a bit as well. They're not too happy.
1: Well, it's great great for the Saints. We're we're walking away going.
0: (laughs) They're very happy. I I really liked that deal from the Saints. Great deal for the Saints. Um now
1: Hawthorne haven't even done anything with it.
0: It's so so odd. Um I think like like I said, the Hawks have done so well over the last five years trading wise. I, I think they've made some really massive missteps in this period so far.
2: Yeah, it's I did I did not expect Sam Mitchell or Lewis deal. no one would have called them at the start of the trade period, but I guess they're looking to the future, but I, throwing all your hope into Tom Mitchell and Yago O'Meara yeah. isn't probably the way most clubs
0: would go. I, I like I I don't mind the moves by themselves, but the way they've gone about it so far has been really questionable for mine. Yeah. I understand that, you know, their priorities probably changed after they got knocked out of the finals they they had a bit of a look and went, we've got to change something. But to sign all those old guys to you know one-year contracts and say, there's still a place for you at this football club next year and in the future, especially Sam Mitchell and Jordan Lewis who are one and two on the BNF, you know, Lewis is vice-captain, Mitchell is a legend of the club, to then backflip and go, oh, why, why don't you go assess your options? It's a little bit of a kick in the teeth. And then especially with Lewis, you you say to him, look, you know, it's probably best if you look at your options, see if you can get another club, and then go. Actually, wait, we we want you. Yeah, no. It, it's strange.
1: It's not going to happen. It's
0: something we haven't really seen from Hawthorne. They've been quite, you know, concise and quite deliberate in their decisions. Because they've been naked. on top. You know, like when they got rid of Lake and Hale very yeah. recently, they just said, "Look, there's no place for you at this football club." It, w- it was done like that. Mm. With Lewis and Mitchell, and even their signings with O'Meara now, there's sort of there's been a lot of. I mean anaring almost. They they it's don't want to make a decision. Yeah,
1: so weird. Like something just feels off about it to me. Yeah. I don't know I don't know what it would be, but yeah, they're just so indecisive
0: and I even on, on Friday they said Jordan Lewis is required at this football club and will not be yeah. traded. And now,
1: now he prob- he's going he's to be, probably traded, it be to Melbourne, like. yeah.
0: It looks like they're just haggling over what picks it'll be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it'll get done that deal. It, it's interesting
2: to see that. I don't know if the rumor is true, but Lewis has snubbed a trade to Gold Coast to help with the Yeager, to help the Yeager deal go through, but he's chosen to stay and go to Melbourne, we're which doesn't Melbourne. benefit the Hawks at all. <laughs>
0: uh, and I love that. You it's know tricky. that fits in. That, that suggests, like, you know, the club and Clarkson and Lewis in particular said they, you know, they were meant to have a really strong relationship. If he's rejecting that trade, like Mitchell going to West Coast is reported to have been to sort of help the club. Yeah. Mitchell was yeah. happy to do that. Lewis doesn't want to help the club and go up to the Gold Coast. That,
1: Well, fair enough.
0: I, no, I don't fair blame him, but yeah, that really suggests that I think they've handled this in a yeah. really poor manner.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. they're just not good at it because they haven't had enough <laughs> practice at it. Like, <laughs> they're just all over the place. I don't understand. I don't think they have, like, a really good um, goal in mind. Where will the club be in... Two to three years. Yeah, I get
2: they were kind of just set on winning forever yeah. and didn't really think about, well, what
1: happens if we do if lose? If we stop winning, exactly.
0: And, and it really seems like that loss to the Bulldogs in the finals really woke them up. But oh, it, it's really strange to me that it took that. And they go, oh, well, we're fine, we're just going to win another flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, they don't get to the grand final, like, oh, shit, we've got to blow everything up now. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I just, I yeah, it's I don't so understand weird. it completely. For a, a side that's done so well to look at the long term and be long sighted it seems very short sighted this year
1: yeah really short
2: sighted yeah and they've brought in like they've been blooding young players for years now guys like Hartung those got those names like Hartung's on the cusp of leaving as well apparently yeah. so i mean they they were looking to the future but then they when they their veterans it came time for them to leave they haven't really thought well who's going to step up yeah and yeah don't know where they're going to go from here
0: I it's also interesting, you know, you'd suggest this sort of signals a bit of a shift. They want to try and improve their contested ball, maybe, that sort of thing. There's a lot of talk about that. Mitchell and Lewis were number one and number two for contested ball for the Hawks. So I'm not sure really how much strength that that opinion holds.
2: Yeah, Tommy Mitchell can go in and under and get a ball himself, but, yeah, when you take out one and two from your club, it's really not a good position to be
0: in. And especially... Yago we all know the potential and the talent he has, but there is so many risks in terms of his health. We don't know how much football he'll play next year, if at all, potentially.
2: Yeah, and like Hawthorne have had a good history with players who've had those chronic injuries and they've been able to rehab them and get them back to their like their potential, but um, you never really know with a guy that young.
0: Yeah, especially when you're sort of you're stripping some of that. That age, that experience. I, I just want to I want to talk about the um, you know, the dirty stuff in terms of the Lewis trade. There's a lot of haggling. Melbourne was suggested to have only wanted to trade, I think, pick sixty six, and that wasn't good enough for Melbourne. What is it? It'll look something like Lewis and pick fifty seven go to Melbourne, pick forty eight and sixty eight go to the Hawks. Is a little bit like the Mitchell deal, bit. I think Melbourne are getting an absolute steal here. They are. It's a bargain. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I love it. To get a, a vice captain of the club and a player that f- is constantly finished, he was almost a Brownlow medalist a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. And a guy that's perennially top five in their best and fairest, it's tough to
0: give up.
1: And that wants to be at Melbourne. and Has like, chosen Melbourne. He's
0: only 30 years old as well, which I think been a lot of talk about, you know, the Hawks pushing him out because his career is coming to an end, but I, I'm not so certain about that no. at all.
1: He'll be great at Melbourne as well. I think he's still could he'll have have in good. Real well. three or four years. Yeah,
2: he, left. he doesn't like he doesn't rely on his speed, he doesn't rely on any of those attributes that are gonna slow down with age. So he's not gonna get much worse than yeah. like he's been really good and he's not gonna decline really fast like some other players could.
0: I think he'll be a really, really good addition to that Melbourne side. Yeah. We, I think we saw, you know, this season there was a few times where they, they might have got a bit ahead of themselves or they might have got a little bit down and, you know, didn't really turn up. I think having someone like Lewis who can set standards and set the tone and provide that leadership will pay dividends for Melbourne. Yeah, and just yeah. a
2: guy, they're looking, they're a chance for finals next year. You've got to, like, you've got to be honest there. And to have a guy like Lewis who has had so much experience in finals will really help that team.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think it's a really smart deal for Melbourne. Yeah. Especially, you look, they're getting a new coach in as well. Yeah. Someone who who's done a really good apprenticeship under Paul Roos, but is otherwise... You know, fairly inexperienced. If they they've got that. I think they're building a nice balance between youth and experience at the moment, yeah. and getting a nice balance across the field. Yeah, they are. So I really like what they've done here. the uh, The breaking news this morning, though, is that the Pierce Hanley trade from Brisbane to the Suns has finally been done. Uh, it's not not a massive story, but what I I found interesting is that it's a three three way trade. Port Adelaide have gotten involved, but only for picks. And to be frank, I don't, I don't like <laughs> this much.
1: They're not great picks. It's
2: <sighs> yeah, it's a bring in. Well, they brought in nineteen and thirty for sixty-seven and a first-round pick next year, which, according to Jay Clark, um, that will balance out on on the point system. Yeah, if, Sam Landsberger said the at, If it lands at pick eight, if they finish eleventh, so yeah. I don't know how they're going to go. About that. I mean, it's
0: you know. also, I think it's quite easy to look at just the points and go, well, this will work. It, just to the, uh, you know, the naked eye, I, I don't like this deal much.
2: No. I unless they're, unless they're scheming something with those, like those two picks they get in to use them in a... Tr- they've been trying to offload a couple of players this year and bring yep. in a couple of players. Unless they're doing something else behind the scenes with these picks, it's a really interesting deal.
0: I feel like they have to, you know, there's been a bit of talk about their salary cap issues. They haven't really been able to get rid of that many players. They delisted a, a few. I I would have thought that it'd be better to, to save up that first round for next year. And then if you can't get rid <coughs> of the likes of Lovie and, and Hartlett, put it off for a year, try and work it out and then, and deal with it next year. Mm. It. I just feel like this is maybe a little bit of a panic trade.
1: Port Adelaide like that, though,
0: not they? Uh, we've got to do something. Yeah. What, what can we do? They're yeah.
1: very reactive in the way they deal with these sorts of things. I don't understand why. Like, they're, They've been pretty quiet. Like
2: They've been pretty quiet the first week of the trade period. There hasn't been a lot of rumblings about what's happening, except all the players they want to get rid of, really. Yeah. Mm. And there's nothing coming out about who they want to bring in and who where the club is heading.
0: The, uh, that's been, I think, a little bit of concern. Port Adelaide fans over this last year in particular is what direction are they going in and
1: down <laughs> got yeah, like
0: it. since
2: <laughs> since that I think it was 2014 season or 2013 when they made a prelim yeah. final um, it was a big surprise that no one thought they could Yeah, like people thought that, they could stay up and they'd be top four again and They just haven't been anywhere close to that same side. Be
0: willing to pass off that 2015 season is just a bit of an outlier, a bit of a blip. Something like West Coast had and West Coast rebounded so strongly. To come out this year, though, and be the same mediocre team, there's serious concerns there. Yeah, Yeah, and with some really exciting
2: players, the likes of Robbie Gray, Hartlett had a really good year a couple of years back, and Chad Wingard, those guys, they're going to have to really step up and lead that team forward.
0: And... uh, you look at this trade and there's something of that side that needs to change list-wise. You know, maybe it's becoming harder at the contest. Maybe it's injecting a little bit more smart decision-making and good kicking, that sort of thing. I, I, just, I don't see this doing that. I, no, I don't no, know. It won't. no, it won't. It's all. not really that much of a long-term deal, but it's not that much of a short-term one either. It's yeah. a little bit of a nothing trade.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. got to be interesting because Ryder comes back next or next season and what happens to Lobi if he doesn't play a game next season yeah. what's his value at to yeah. other
0: clubs because it, it's already reportedly pretty poor yeah. thinking maybe a second maybe even you know an early third round because he's on such a, a heavy salary for I think another three years or something
1: yeah.
0: mm, yep. he goes another year without playing well yeah they're not going to get really anything for him and they're going to be carrying someone on you know Five or six hundred thousand a year in their reserves, I and mean, when they've got the likes of Hartlett and Ryder and Dixon, and all those guys on very big contracts as well. It's just, <laughs> I think there's been some short sighted list management at the power,
1: yeah. But even short sighted, it hasn't worked really, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to achieve here, but you know, needs to change. ASAP, <laughs>
0: something needs to change. Uh, New Zealand, Sydney yesterday was that Xavier Richards has requested a trade.
1: Mm.
0: I found the, uh, the reasoning just a a little bit strange. Yeah. His manager says that it's the cost of living in Sydney that's forced him out.
1: Sydney is expensive.
0: It is expensive.
2: But he's just broken into a best 22 of a grand final team. (laughs) Two
0: year deal on the table for Xavier Richards. You'd think probably about. 250000 a year. I tell you what, I reckon I could live pretty comfortably in Sydney on that money.
1: Yes, but if he wasn't living in Sydney, how well would he do?
0: Oh, even more comfortably, you reckon? Even
1: more comfortably. He'd be driving Lamborghinis around town. (laughs) Like, if he moved to Perth, (laughs) if he moved to Perth, right? Um, You know, I think that's fair enough, honestly. With like guys like Buddy and Tippett and all them, they're taking up a lot of the salary cap.
0: Hogging that salary cap.
1: Yeah, they're hogging it, and you know, I think it's fair enough.
0: I I just like Jared said, you know, he he played a lot of football in the second half of the season for the Swans, made it to the grand final, two year deal on the table, and he's like, nah, cost <laughs> of living. <and laughs> yeah. like uh,
1: it's it's a bit of a weak excuse, but. For for people that are genuinely struggling with the yeah. struggling with the cost of living, <laughs> yeah, of course. But um, yeah, I don't know. We I, all have our reasons. <laughs> we do, we
0: do. I, I saw um, there was a few Swans fans on Twitter that were almost celebrating his decision to leave, which yeah. I, I found it a little bit strangey.
1: I did as well. He
0: had, look, he had a pretty disappointing final series. He was very quiet in the yeah. grand final, but I think he's only played twelve games or something. Yeah, you can probably give him a break, that. Yeah. Is it, I think he'd be at 195. He's quite athletic for his size, quite versatile. I think there'll be a bit of interest.
2: But you think about that interest, what do clubs value Matt as, do they value him as a forward or do they value him, he played his first
0: couple of games and he came through as a defender? As a defender and then they it threw Depends him on the team probably. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. I think it also probably depends on, you know, which teams are going for him. I think he's probably more suited as a backman. To a team that tends to play zones rather yep. than one on one, he struggled a little bit. I thought at the Swans yep. in one on one contests.
1: Yeah, yeah, particularly because they play so much one on one.
0: Yeah, but with with his athleticism, with he he's got a good leap. He's quite yeah. quick, quite lean. I think he could fit in well into more of a zone defense.
1: Yeah, he'd come off that back line like really silkily. Yeah, And
0: you can also you can swing him forward as well if you want. I think. Yeah. I uh, I read Collingwood and Essendon were the ones yep. interested in him early. That checks out. I think yeah you know, Buckley has said that he sort of wants to, to play almost a bit of a Bulldog style. I think he could potentially sort of fit well as a little bit of a swingman. All, right All right, Bucs. It's tough.
2: Boss. I'm a Collingwood supporter, so oh. it's, <laughs> it's really tough seeing uh, Jack Frost and Nathan Brown, Jonathan Marsh leave. Yeah. Um, if you had asked me at the start of this season, I would have said Jack Frost is our key backman for the future, Play, be playing a fullback for the next 10 years, and that – it's really sour to me that he's uh, yeah. leaving and he didn't get a lot of first-team football this season. Um, and I just don't know. We have to bring in somebody because Reed and Howe can't play the co- the two key defensive roles.
0: Yeah. I think I. Oh, it's very hard to judge what value Richards would be at, but I think he'd be a pretty affordable option yeah. for anyone who wants to get in. I him. would think so. I don't yeah. think you'd have to give up too much and you know his contract isn't too bad either. Well
1: Sydney won't be looking to really cling on to him either. No. so I,
0: He's out of contract as well. Yeah. So uh, I,
1: he'd be a good little pick up. I think so for too. A lot of clubs.
0: Like the some of those Swan Sands were a bit you know, celebratory, but I think I think there's a fair bit to work with with
1: Yeah, you. I think like I think I said this last week or the week before something about um St Kilda doing this really well. I can't remember if it was on air or off, air. I don't know. I talk about football literally all the time, so who knows? <laughs> um, but I was saying St Kilda's done really well. Actually, I think it was to you, Jared. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, St Kilda's done really well with um, their how they've recruited other pl- out-of-contract players from different clubs and given people like Josh Bruce, um, Tim Membry, like coming out of Sydney and I uh, can't remember. Josh Bruce. But anyway... Um, <laughs> taking them and just really underappreciated players and putting them into St Kilda. And now look what they're doing at St Kilda. Yeah. So I think he would be another one like that, where you take him out of Sydney where he's obviously not going to flourish and put him somewhere else and he will flourish.
0: Well, that Swan's forward line is a hard place to flourish if you're a, you're a big man because yeah. most of the entries are going to Buddy. Yeah. If Buddy's not there, then someone like a tippet is yeah, floating forward. They're exactly. going to be directed towards them. Yeah. I thought he played a pretty decent role in that side of just – creating a contest providing a bit of running that forward line and and trying to be a target i think you know i don't he'll never be a number one defender or a number one forward but i think he could be a really solid addition to a a side yeah absolutely and he'll never be a world beater, but there's definitely a place for him in a side like collingwood or like essendon yeah he provides a bit of youth he's a good size he's athletic i think he'll He'll yeah. forge out a career.
1: I want him to go to Essendon, actually. And I want Essendon to get Jagger. And I'm very excited about their future. I don't, I've just, like, been <laughs> feeling very Essendon lovey at the moment. Like, I just, I think, because I feel really bad for Job, And I'm like, they deserve to have some, even though they technically cheated. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just going to be interest, really interesting how they go next season. Who knows? Because yeah. they were surprisingly okay this year.
0: I'm, I'm very hesitant to uh, you know, try and pick where they're going to finish. Because oh, yeah. oh, I've no idea. I've got no idea. It won't yeah. be
1: top eight, though.
0: I'm not even going to try no, and it won't be top because eight because I've got no idea. There's
1: too many, there's too many good yes. enough teams. So many teams fighting for oh, yeah. And I don't think like because they've had to rearrange a lot of stuff to bring back all their, um, what do you call it? non-playing players, <laughs> suspended players, um, sorry, <laughs> um, they've you know, they've had to bring all that back and that would upset some sort of balance, surely.
0: It's definitely, definitely possible.
1: Yeah, so I don't, yeah, but I'm excited. It'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it will be fun. Uh, I think probably not that far away from finishing up a little bit of a short one this week. I just want to talk about North Melbourne's moves in this trade period because I'm not sure where they're going either. They're, <laughs> yeah. I like what they're doing in terms of just trying to start I a fresh like rebuild, well, but yeah. their trade period I haven't haven't rated incredibly highly. There are at the moment the the word is that they've up there offer to Will hoskin Elliott, bit of a late play to try and snatch him away from the Pies. Yeah. Uh, I I don't mind hoskin Elliott pretty high pick at the Suns, but it, for North he's just I feel he's a little bit soft.
2: Yeah, and they've they've taken well, they've traded for Paul O'Hearn, another GWS player who's likely to miss the entire twenty seventeen yeah. season. So they're really looking at the future now. Yeah,
0: mm. I, I actually don't mind that O'Hearn trade just because it's it's, it's pick sixty nine. It's a bit of a, a bit of yeah a for whatever.
2: guy for guy that went really like a, it was a first round selection when he came two into years the ago, league. Yeah, so, trade him at pick sixty nine is a very good deal.
0: He's he's coming off two ACLs. He'll he'll miss. If not the entire season, a very good portion of it. But I, I do like that deal. Oh, there was yeah. a, you know, there's there was some pretty high rats on her and coming in. The Will Hoskin Elliott deal, I, really it depends how much they give up for him. But he is a completely outside player. He doesn't really have an inside bone to his body. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't doesn't really at all, does he? Which I I think I feel like that's often you can get away with sort of topping up as a good side with the player like that. When you're a North Melbourne, a side that are going to fall away to the bottom half of the league, it's a little bit... I don't know how he looks in that side because of it, especially when they've been looking at someone like Jared Pickett as well and Nathan Rovat. who are, uh, <laughs> Rovat is a, also a very outside player. Yeah. Jared Pickett is pretty outside yeah. as well. Yeah. Hasn't played a lot lot of football either. I, I get they want to inject some run and carry and some outside run into this side but It's
1: another weird one is not it? because you can definitely see where they're tr- what they're trying to do unlike yeah. you know like Hawthorne and Port where we're just like I've oh, no idea. No idea. Yeah. But with the, you can see what they're trying to do and I like the direction they're taking but I d- don't think they're doing it right.
0: Yeah. You I, know. I just a little bit of trying to force things to happen and yeah. make it happen I, like, yeah well
1: you'd think they'd be fighting more for draft picks I, than anything else I that's what so i would well. do i'd be selling off my um yeah players to get good draft picks because that's what they need more than anything and when they finish eight eight yeah, yeah so i don't know what their list is their structure is for the draft but i know
0: you know like some of the the giants our cast have performed really well yeah Hearn is a big risk, but I don't mind it. I don't mind but it. But when either. you combine it with them looking at Hoskin Elliott and Pickett as well, I'm a little yeah. bit. I don't. I don't know so yeah. much about this. Yeah, Hearn on
2: his own is a low risk, high reward kind of bloke. But yeah, um, some of those other blokes, depending on what they give up for those guys, it's a it's a high risk, high reward situation. Yeah. Mm. So. And both of those yeah.
0: guys, they're you know they're competing with other teams for them. Collingwood obviously are in the box seat for Hoskin Elliott, so they've had to up their offer significantly, you'd assume. That's when you get a little bit concerned about paying overs. Pickett's had interest from Carlton as well. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, on their own, they they wouldn't necessarily be bad deals if you're getting them for the right price. Yeah. But when there's a bit of competition for it, it gets a little bit dodgy, I feel.
2: Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. I, I don't know about... I haven't seen a lot of Hoskin Elliott just in terms of uh game time he hasn't he's played a bit of senior footy but not enough to really like kind of make that deal affordable yeah. for a team um and yeah I don't, I don't really don't know what his value is
0: it, mm. the giants players are, are very difficult to put they a number are. on because we've seen them give away players yeah. we've also seen them really fight for a a good price for other players and it's hard to tell where they value them at and they're at a stage right now where they're looking to sort of clear out some of their depth to ensure that they they keep their top players someone like a Hoskin Elliott will probably get a pretty decent contract at his new club but I don't know if that will necessarily reflect in the deal for it either in terms of trade picks so it's really tough
1: yeah it's a weird it's a weird phase like like you're saying before with the risk thing a lot of clubs don't when they're because ov- obviously North Melbourne are doing a huge rebuild. high risk isn't really on the cards in a rebuild yeah for me like I feel like this is a time when you look at definite they will be good in future because like I feel like you do your risks like for example Western Bulldogs with cloak you do your risks then when you're up and about
0: or oh, yeah you even look at the way the dogs built, they got, they tried to to build a really strong inside sort of core, Yeah, you know, some big bodied midfielders, guys like Jack McRae, Tom Liberatore, even, you know, a Jake Stringer who might've been a little bit of a risk, but was expected to still become a really good player.
1: We know how I feel about Jake
0: Stringer. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they sort of started to move into guys like Bontempelli who they took a bit yep. of a risk on, that w- and then that deal for Tom Boyd as well.
1: Do you reckon Bontempelli was a risk?
0: I. Uh, at the time, yeah, yeah. he was expected to go about sort of, I think, pick night. Uh, he was because yeah. he was what a very he, Where he was, was a he? late Four. bolter, yeah. a really Four. late bolter. He hmm. was um seen as very raw. They thought he had a lot of potential, but they thought it'd take two or three years for him to sort of start building <laughs> his career. So the talk at the time was that the dogs had gone way too high on him.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, yeah, because Jack Billings was yeah obviously we got him at two, I think, Yeah. three. Him yeah. a three, yeah. Um,
0: and then you know that tomboy tried. That was a, a massive risk, but they, I think, they felt like they would built a really they built foundations, yeah. yeah.
1: And while while North are falling and it's going shit, <laughs> we need to yeah. rebuild. Like I don't know if now's the time to be taking these risks. Yeah,
0: I, I feel at least that that first year it should be make sure we've steadied just, the ship and we're yeah, like, just get your feet yeah, on the
1: ground exactly. It, it get
2: on the dogs. They went. Low risk on Hamling. Yeah, that, that's like they've bought low and they're selling pretty high. Shane Biggs mm. as well. So yeah, yeah, um, they they've done really well with those players who are those low risk players, and they've yeah done Payed really dividends. well with that.
0: And I think this year especially, it looks like there could be you know there's still a lot of free agents that haven't signed contracts. There could be a few more guys that get delisted. It could be worth sort of you know having a look around, seeing what's available in terms of that. Even some of those, you know, maybe more mature midfielders that have sort of been delisted by the likes of Frio, just pick them up as a little bit of insurance, just to to hold. Even hold a, the fort even, a guy, yeah. even a guy like Jack
2: Grimes got yeah. delisted by Melbourne. He was a he's a former captain of that club, and yep. he dominated in the VFL. Like it's he some was, really good football in the he VFL. Was yeah, racking up the ball, and a team that was that needs that leadership or needs that direction um, could take a shot at him.
0: Yeah, it, you know, and all it takes is just a one or two year deal. You you look a little bit short term and just try and provide that, that steady and, and then build from there. I, I think, yeah, it's just a little bit premature to be targeting young outside players. Yeah, But we'll see how it pans out for them, I suppose.
1: <laughs> Not well, I assume. Uh,
0: just before we, we finish up, I sort of, I want to touch on some of the deals that, that haven't been done and if we think they will get over the line. Mm-hmm. There, there hasn't been really any progress on... Brett Delivio to the Cats. Won't get done. Oh, I, I can't see it getting I done now. I can't
1: see
2: it happening. Um, yeah. I just, that that player that's going to be involved in the deal is just going to be the point where both clubs just say, nah, I'm, Yeah, it's it's over.
0: They can't get rid of Motlop, which means they can't really free up a lot of cap space. Yeah, it's not going to happen. They really. don't want to give up Caddy. You know.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I can see why they wouldn't want to give
0: up yeah, Caddy. as well. But For sure. I, it's just... They accepted that he wanted to come here, and they want to work with it, but they they don't want to give up what he's worth. And it's, it's the same at the moment with um, with Carlton as well, with Gibbs and Adelaide. Yeah. The reports are that Carlton even <laughs> been refusing to talk to Adelaide except through Gibbs as a manager. Which there was also some talk that maybe some progress had been made on that, but
1: yeah, I don't, I don't think. I, I feel out. like yeah.
2: it's closer than Delidio to to July, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. it's still a long way off. Just over two days until the deadline. Yeah. Um, There's going to be some serious talks being held between Carlton and Adelaide.
0: And again, there's been some talk, you know, Carlton just, they want, they want Jake Lever and they want pick 13, which Adelaide are never going to give
1: up. No. And Adelaide can do what they want with this one, like we said. They can do what they damn well want.
0: Gibbs will, Gibbs will be there next year and then they'll, they'll try and work through it again at the end of next season, I think. Yeah.
1: It's it's kind of shitty for um Gibbs though because yeah. like if he obviously is desperate to go home, he'll he won't be enjoying it next year. Is he is he desperate? I think he it... said he's willing to play. I think it's just
0: like he's fine if he has to play another year there. Mm. But yeah. if he can get done, he'll he'll go. I yeah. think he's worth a lot more to Adelaide if he goes this year than he's at the end of next year. So
2: yeah, if if he has a blinder of the season next year, then Carlton can kind of haggle over his worth again. Yeah, but. Yeah, you really don't know what he's going to do next year and where his value
1: is going to be at.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting as well, there hasn't been much talk on Zach Tui either from Digital. Yeah, i
1: nothing We same talked
0: same a bit same. last week about how losing Gibbs and Tui in the same trade sort of decimates that half-back line. It looks like well, we might even remain the same. It'll be fine. <laughs> All that talk was yeah. for nothing.
1: Yeah, well, classic trade week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, uh, you yeah, know, with... About two days left in the period now. It's incredible how many deals still have to get done. Oh, yeah. It really makes you question if the uh, the two weeks is way too much at this stage. Give them a week, they'll take a week. Give them two yeah. weeks, i will take two weeks.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Give them a day. Oh, could you imagine? Frenzy. <laughs> Trade day. Oh, <laughs> right. Absolute
2: frenzy. I would
1: love that. Oh, my goodness.
0: So um, by my account, there's still probably you know 10 to 15 trades that everyone thought would happen that still have to get done in yeah. two days.
2: And there's always, Thursday's always a day where those deals get done, but also the swapping of picks is just, yeah. Within, yeah. with the point system in, like Collingwood are going to have to be in that race yep. because we've got two father-sons that are ready to come in. Yeah. So depending on what we get back from some of the players that are looking to get out of Collingwood, um, yeah, that Thursday, 2pm will Come up quick, I reckon. Those
0: last few hours are going to be hectic. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be a few disappointed players oh, yeah. coming out of this trade period, more so than most years. Because at this stage, some of those deals that sort of no progress got made in the first week and a bit, I can't see them tipping over the line now. But, jeez, I don't envy the list management teams at oh, the moment. Not at all. <laughs> it's be a stressful little period. Oh, wouldn't it? Trying to work everything out. I think that's the end of another week of the eight. Uh, Morgan, another fantastic week. Yeah. Safe to say. Jared, thanks for for coming on. No worries at all. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Uh, And they'll do us. Yeah. Thanks for listening.